Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Carrie. So we're back again with a review episode, the last two movies of April, mm-hmm. Love Classified and A Tale of Love. What movies were in the first half? <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> Always Amore. Oh, always Amore. Oh, Just One Kiss. Just One Kiss. Oh, and a royal runaway romance. romance. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's terrible that we forgot those because we actually really liked two, two of, of the three. <laughs> but it's been so long and so much has happened since then. I don't think I'm going to love Ugh. this week's nearly as much, though. So get ready, guys. No, but I didn't hate them. So that's good. So the first one is Love Classified, and this is about a woman who comes back to her hometown that she left after her husband passed away, and her two grown children live there, living their lives, figuring things out. Yeah. Craziness ensues. (laughs) I remember that when we read this summary, we're like, um, this sounds questionable to me, because it made it sound like it was going to be about this app, right, that they find love on. And I feel like that summary did not describe the movie very well. And I think that's because I would have a hard time describing the movie. It's because hard. it it felt kind of disjointed. I don't it's a very different movie from other Hallmark movies. It didn't follow the same structure that we're used to. Even like as far as there are multiple storylines going on in this one, there wasn't even like a main one like there normally is so it just felt very different and so it's hard to describe yeah it was definitely an ensemble cast I do think it kind of felt like in the storytelling maybe a little bit like Christmas house but not Mm. as good well executed I did not think yeah I would agree with that So, but, like, they had, like, these other stories. Now, the Christmas house, maybe Christmas house two is more, maybe more like it. Because Christmas house one had the love story between what's his face and what's her face. (laughs) Robert Buckley, and I really don't remember her name. Okay, yes. And um, so that was kind of, like, the primary story. Yeah. But the second one, the primary story was more the relationship between the brothers Mm -hmm. and all these other things are going on, but the relationship between the brothers was really the big one. And then in this one, the relationship between the mom and the son and really the daughter and the mom was kind of the big thing. I felt like, like they want, they wanted it to be the big thing, but I don't think it ever eclipsed the other stuff. Like we have, The mom and her kind of romance with Steve Basic, which was Mm -hmm. cute. We Mm -hmm. even had some questionable her spending the night at his place at the end. Yeah. (laughs) Like, very un-Hallmark-like. But, you know, we kind of focus on that. And then we have kind of her health problems. We kind of focus on that. And then the real romance to me was between the daughter and... uh, the woman she meets Frankie on the app. Yeah, Frankie. But even that wasn't the main storyline. And then I felt like the brother just got the shaft. Yeah, he like, got a, he got a, a love interest, 
but it was never a, really a love interest until like three fourths of the way through the movie. And he's like, Oh really? You think so? Yeah. It wasn't really like a love story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there wasn't any like main, I was kind of okay with it, but at times I was like, this is just very different. That was like my main thought when I was watching it. This is very different. <laughs> I do feel like they could have done more like a wedding veil kind of a thing where they do the mom storyline with Steve Basic and the health thing kind of is the overarching across the two mm -hmm. and maybe do the son and the girl's love interest storyline and then do a separate movie with uh, the daughter and the love interest. You know what I'm saying? Where you're kind of given mm -hmm. more time because the daughter really doesn't come around until the very end, which is the reason I'm putting that as like the second <laughs> movie. Like that stuff, it starts earlier than the son, but it really needs the ending there with the mom do giving the speech and everything at the end to tie everything together, you know? Yeah. She really held firm on her harsh dislike of her mother which i i completely understood like i can understand where you reach a point with a parent mm -hmm. and you're just like no so i understood it it was just unusual for these kinds of storylines <laughs> so you're kind of like oh get over it already <laughs> yeah it was it's usually more like um they don't really talk or they you know they're fine mm -hmm. being in each other's company but it's like they're just not close or whatever. And then this is like really like she doesn't want anything to do with her mom. You know? Yeah. Nothing to she do didn't even mom. want to be in the same room with her. Like if she showed up and her mom was there, she would leave. Yeah. She was hardcore. <laughs> but I liked her. And I actually really liked the relationship building between her and Frankie. I thought their meet cute was really like sweet because the daughter didn't know who she was meeting. It was a blind date. Then it turns out Frankie is short for Francesca. And she just kind of goes with it. And I just thought they had a really sweet relationship. The only part that got me was towards the end when it turns out that Frankie is the mom's cardiologist. Which was just one too, one too many turns for me. I was like, oh my gosh. I just rolled my eyes. I, I like, kind of saw that is. coming. Yeah, but the part that annoyed me was the daughter breaking up with Frankie and being so mad, like, why didn't you tell me my mom was your patient kind of thing? Like, how is Frankie supposed to know that there's tons of people with the same last name? Secondly, like, why are you mad at her for being a doctor? <laughs> and you barely know each other. It's not like she she's known you for years, like you were high school friends and <laughs> and she knew yeah. who your mom was and kept it from you. Yeah, it made no sense to me why she got so angry at Frankie. Now, as the conversation went on and Frankie made some comments about, like, her relationship with her mom without knowing all the facts, then I'm like, eh, that's a little too much. But before that, I was just like, girl, you need to stop. <laughs> she just mad at everyone at this point. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the things that I didn't love is... I, I didn't love the meet cute only because I felt like it was really unrealistic to not have people know if you're a girl or a guy necessarily. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. they have the conversation before about the brother's profile and now, yeah. Oh, he's, that's obviously a guy. So obviously it's across the board. It's not like I just chose not to do it, 
But I feel like you could be putting people, I mean, I guess maybe it's the group of people that you are reaching with this. Maybe that's not the case. But can you imagine somebody who's really hateful going to meet mm. a, guy, a a girl and then, or a guy, I guess, and then meeting the opposite? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like you could be putting people into situations where they could really get into bad situations. Yeah, you could be putting yourself in a bad situation. Yeah, yes. that Yeah, yeah. like Frankie could have met somebody who was really hateful and not mm-hmm. open to that and really pissed that she, like, catfished her or something, you know? Yeah. So I just felt like that was really strange. <laughs> That's true. I didn't think about that. I just imagine that this was an idealistic world where the daughter, whose name I really cannot remember. I feel bad that I don't remember her name. We never remember their names, though. I know. But I remember Frankie's name. It's like a very memorable name. Um, but I, I kind of... Nah, I just lost it. But I liked how idealistic it was. That she just went with it. She had never dated a girl before. And was like, you know, we have a really good conversation. And you're obviously like pretty, so I'm just gonna go with this. And I appreciated Frankie going with it too, like and seeing her doubts because a lot of times in like shows, whenever like someone learns that, oh, this is your first relationship with like a woman or a guy or whatever, they're normally like, I don't have time to raise a baby kind of thing. Like a lot of yeah. shows I've seen, they're just like, eh. But Frankie was just like, okay you know just like normal so i thought that was sweet okay i don't have a whole lot we can okay i have you have anything outside of ratings one okay did you notice the cameo in love classified i was gonna say this under storyline because it i mean oh really it was probably my favorite (laughs) part Which is so horrible to say. I, I, when, when I get to storyline, I'll explain why I didn't love this movie. Uh, but I loved Paul Campbell. I loved that it was more than, hey, and I loved the fact that he's there when the mom is on a blind date with the son and the son shows up and he's like, oh, his face. (laughs) That was so weird. Like she was was flirting with him on the phone. Like she didn't know it was her son. But it, it was, was weird. So awkward. Yeah. But yeah, so, I was glad to see that Paul had a more substantial role than just the quick two second glimpse. You know, he actually had lines. <laughs> yeah. I actually meant to look up and see if he was in any way like a contributor to the movie, like a writer I was or anything. Too. Because that would make more sense to me for why he had more of a role. But I liked it. I enjoyed it. And now we can get on to ratings. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I actually wrote all my notes on a post-it. And I didn't write ratings down. <laughs> so I'm going to come up with them We're on the spot. We're going to wing it. Yes. So for setting, I am giving it a four. Because I really, really, really liked her Blumeria plant shop. I thought that was very pretty. I just loved all the green plants and everything. And then I really liked the bookstore as well. It was like different than their normal bookstore look. 
So I gave it a three, but I also had to watch this on my telephone. <laughs> oh, so this might be why, because my my TV, for whatever reason, has been having this weird glitch where the speaking is like five seconds behind the m- mouths moving. <laughs> oh, I hate that. And I can't figure out how to stop it. I've like turned off my fire stick and all this stuff and it still is doing it. And I'm like, this is such a pain in the butt. So I watched it on my phone. And so Mm. it could potentially be, I was like, it was fine, but it could potentially be that I um, just watched it on such a small device that I didn't really get a feel for what the stuff felt like, like, you know, the set was. Yeah. But I will say. I guess that's okay. (laughs) The mural though. Hmm. Um. It was kind of weird to me that the Frankie's friend was in it, because it was really random. Like he'd only seen him from afar at a bowling alley thing. See, I wrote that down as well, and I was going to talk about this in the storyline. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was kind of weird to me for the set. I didn't love the mural. It was it was fine, but it wasn't like. It was a good piece of art. It was just weird choosing of people. Agreed. Okay. Okay. And then style, since I don't remember much about it, I'm giving it a three. Me too. I don't remember yeah. anything it about it It looked fine, either. but not memorable. <laughs> Storyline. This is a hard one for me. I'm between a three and a four. So like a three and a half. Because I liked it, but I don't know how to lace it and so because it's not a clear cut anything and then my biggest pet peeve with this movie which I thought about the entire time and it goes along with the Frankie's best friend being in the mural not making sense is that so every Hallmark movie we get in a small town and everybody knows everybody right well Mm -hmm. in this town no one knows anyone no one knows which is you know fine I guess Because that's obviously true. Not everybody knows everyone. But then random people. Like I thought it was weird that the mom's friend. Her kids did not know at all. Like period. And other people that they should have known. They didn't know. And then if the brother knows Frankie's best friend. That means brother kind of has to know Frankie. Like. They didn't make any sense. People should have known each other that didn't. And then, I don't know. It didn't make any sense. It was really weird. I did um, I did at first think, now correct me if I'm wrong, I felt like when they first looked at the, the map of where someone was on Classified, it looked like, I thought the intro looked like New York, and I thought it said something about New York on the phone, but then they're talking about, Penville or whatever they're calling it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was like, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I didn't see that correctly. So maybe it was meant to be more like a neighborhood or maybe it's kind of like, what's that city in New Jersey that everybody talks about? It's like right across the thing. And you can see this skyline. Koboken. Hoboken. Hoboken? Hoboken. <laughs> I'm going to go with Koboken. I don't know anything about Hoboken. (laughs) But maybe it's like that where there probably are a lot of people that live there. So it's not like a small town. But it's like not really in the city is what I was trying to get at. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, but everywhere the mom went, everyone knew her. And they were like, oh, our small town writer is back. Finally, you've been gone so long. Like everybody knew the mother. Nobody knew the kids. And she really had only disappeared from everyone's lives and changed the kids' lives in the last five years. They were still all adults by then. And it was really strange that the the guy that was interested in her in college is the secret owner of the bookshop. Why did they make him a secret owner? I don't know. The son clearly didn't know who he was. I know at all. And I thought that was so strange. Like, does he not walk around town? (laughs) I, that was the weirdest part for me, which is why I can't give this like a full on four storyline or anything. It's just, it didn't make sense. Okay, well, you're better than me because I gave it a two. <laughs> oh, dang. And there are a few things that were my issues. The biggest one for me was it took me about half of the movie to figure out who the players were in the movie. I was oh, confused. Oh, it did take a while to get started. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I was like, why are we Why are we introducing this person? Like, everybody's got, like, one person, the one person, the one person... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it was just weird. Like the the drawn out. I kind of liked the intro, but then it was very choppy and jumpy. So after mm-hmm. like the first couple of minutes, they liked it, and then I decided I didn't like it anymore because <laughs> it was just too jumping around, and I felt like we need to we need to figure out where we're at here, <laughs> and I just did not like that at all. That was my biggest issue yeah I would agree with that and that was part of my whole trying to fit this thing because there was just so many people and different storyline things yeah like Frankie and her best friend at the bar like (laughs) their two conversations I don't know I don't know but okay and then spring hold on hold on I'm not done yet oh oh you're not done okay uh I also wrote that it seemed very unrealistic for him to match with his mom that was insanity okay that was very odd but i guess they needed to somehow meet have them meet quickish because she doesn't run into the daughter till late ish but why couldn't he have just he been picking something up from paul campbell or something i don't know they wanted that awkward moment of weird okay and then my last thing about storyline all of this stuff about the mom you need to change your lifestyle you need people to support you blah 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 and she had anxiety attacks. Wouldn't you have ruled out anxiety attacks after the heart attack when there's no issues with the heart? You don't see any damage to the heart? Well, I didn't think she... She actually does have heart issues, but in that one case, it was an anxiety attack. That's not the way I understood it. That's what I got. I thought she was saying, we have good news and it felt uh, to me, I just took it as she just has anxiety. All of her heart attacks have not been heart attacks. They've been these anxiety panic attacks. No, it was good news that this one wasn't a heart attack. It was just an anxiety attack. Well, then I don't feel like they did a good enough job explaining that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just glad she didn't die because I wrote in all caps as my third comment, she better not be dying. She pulled out the pills. <laughs> I was going to be very upset. <laughs> oh, this is not a movies and mysteries. 
<laughs> no, no. All right. Bring on the spring. All right. Spring rating is two because I really can't remember any kind of spring likeness in this movie. I agree. Completely agree. Yeah. And mine is a love, but it's towards the middle of love. And mine is a nonsense. Towards the end of nonsense. I don't think it's towards the middle, but it's not at the very end. <laughs> it's not butlers in love, at least. No, 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 no. It is not. It is not. But I don't know that I would be like, oh, that I'm going to watch again. Yeah. I think you have to be in a certain mood to watch it. And probably not in the mood for romance. Because I would not classify this as a romance. No. All right. All right. Moving on. To the last spring movie, we have A Tale of Love with Chris McNally and Brittany Bristow, where she's trying to save her dog rescue, and he's trying to help her save it after he's the reason that it's going to be bulldozed. <laughs> That's like the cliff that is that That is at what happened. <laughs> yes. So my first comment was, they always lose the deed. They lose whatever major legal contract that they need to prove ownership or whatever. They always lose it. Why don't these people have safe boxes, labels on their things? Like, how are you? I just don't get it. You could lose everything if you can't produce proof that you own something. Also, how come it's never been brought up again? literally they're saying the house does not exist do these people not pay property tax on their home and their land for the last Ooh. 30 years this is this is why it's absurd to me that's a good point well i thought why can't they just call the bank or whoever did their loan like she said that they used their whole life savings you should have record of taking that much money out of your bank and proof of like it being cashed or whatever by this other company i mean yep. it seemed unrealistic it was a very unrealistic but it always is like this is a normal trope that hallmark uses so it is what it is i guess i did like though even though it was not as believable you what's that fall one where the people are fighting over where the actual land line is between their properties Love, fall, and order. Yes, that's the one. Thank you. <laughs> I knew it was a fall one. And like, I like this. I don't like this as much as that one because logically, the logical person in me says that that's more realistic. We've just mm. lost track of where the line is between our properties versus your property never really existed in the first place because. You can't find the paperwork, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I think I just like that movie better because it's Paul. <laughs> but who was in that movie, the guy? Was that Trevor? It was Trevor Donovan and it was, what's her oh. face? Cahill. Aaron Cahill. Oh, yes. Um, I thought Chris McNally looked really cute in this movie. He did. He wore a lot of Henleys, which I really liked. His hair and his beard were perfect. Yep. <laughs> he looked He was great. very cute. <laughs> yes, he was. Let's see. I didn't write a lot of comments for this. I didn't either. All of mine are in ratings. Oh, so. good. 
I feel like we could just skip to ratings then because mine actually fit in those two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Boom. Setting. I rated it as a five because Ooh. he had a beautiful home on a beautiful lake and their dog rescue was so cute with the little dog kennels with white fence doors instead of like cages it was so adorable and then the last thing i loved was his lawyer lived in a white victorian home which was so pretty but it's like the exact same victorian home and i think i told you i was about one of my hallmark stories that i'm writing whenever i get back to it and literally that white victorian home is in my story oh that's funny a grandma owns it. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, it's my house. But anyway, it's a five. Okay, I gave it a four. Um, but also, what? again, with the caveat of the asterisk of, I watched this on my cell phone. <laughs> but I did give it a four. I did really think it was nice. I really liked there was at one point where they're like zooming in on the flowers and then they fade out and they look at the, they bring the house into zoom in the background. I was like, man, yeah. wouldn't you just like to live there with the wildflowers and the grass? And this just looks so nice. And it was cute. I, I liked it. So I gave it a four. But yeah, I know you, the scene you're talking about because it was picturesque. Yeah, it was really pretty. And But I did write my note actually for this was those dog kennels. <laughs> the ones you're talking about with the really cute little fences my dogs would have jumped right out of those. Those were not, I mean, I guess they're tall enough for dogs that are trained to stay. Yeah. I know they're like a little unrealistic. <laughs> Maisie would have been out of that. The, the, the barriers needed to be a little bit higher than what they were. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Harley and Teddy, German Shepherd Husky, they would have jumped them too. So. Yeah. They would have been like, let's go <laughs> they play. They gotten out. <laughs> And then all the dogs, like, know how to sit and wait for their, be told that they can eat their food. You know how long it took me to, to teach my two dogs how to do that? This was a perfect world, Carrie. <laughs> I think she spent a lot of time training them. They just didn't show you that part because it's uninteresting. Maybe. Maybe. I did like all the dogs, though. Okay, I'm not going to okay. lie. The, the beagle-looking puppies that were almost not puppies anymore, mm -hmm. those were really cute. Yes, they were so adorable. And then, like, the – it was, like, a miniature collie-looking dog mm -hmm. for the – as a therapy dog for the one boy. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, my god! Oh, and he got so a speaking cute. role at the end of that. I really liked that. Yes, he, he did. He was just, like, there, and I thought he was just going to be, like – not really a role quiet no yeah, lines you know mm -hmm. but he did have a speaking role and i liked that so that was fun yeah okay style i'm giving it a four because i really liked all their outfits i thought britney looked really pretty i just some of the patterns were a little iffy for me and then sometimes her blonde hair was too like bright garish looking it didn't fit her but for the most part, I like their styling. I gave it a four also. I agree. Obviously, we already covered Chris. And her clothes were really cute. I really liked the black floral top that she mm -hmm. was wearing when she found out he was going to go back to Iraq. 
Yeah. And so I thought she looked really cute. I didn't love the the clothes for the dog thing, but there's only so much you can do with those. <laughs> you can't really be mad about it. Yeah, that's, that's like a true. chef. There's only so much you can do with a person in a chef outfit. So. Yeah, but four is still yep. pretty good. Storyline. I gave it a three. I feel like it should be at least a three and a half to match Love Classified because I like them about the same. Uh, it's just the movie was just average and fine. We had the same losing the deed type thing. There was nothing really super interesting. I did like that we had the opposite of Love and Sunshine where instead of him breaking up with her because he's leaving to go you know, to a different uh-huh. country for the military and he doesn't want to break her heart. He wanted to actually do the long distance with Brittany, and she was the one who was like, no, I can't. Yes. I was like, oh, we have the opposite here. And then I also liked at the end, I mean, this didn't last long, but he said, I love you. And she said, I can't say I love you back. And I appreciated that until she did say it. he said, I'm staying. And then she said, yeah, I love you. And I was like, dang it. Well, you know, I was thinking about this. It felt really fast to me. And I'm not usually a person who gets nitpicky mm-hmm. about that. You know, my parents were engaged within three weeks. So it's not like something that really drives me crazy. But for whatever reason in this movie, maybe it's because the movie didn't seem that interesting for a lot of it. I mean, the dogs were really cute. He was really cute. Chris is really cute. <laughs> and I I would like to see them in something else. But the story was so like the story that we've all had you know it was such a common story it was like not anything amazing I didn't think so maybe that's the reason why it was like he was like oh I love you or maybe it was because they were talking about love so much earlier like she was talking about it her friends like oh you're falling in love halfway through the movie so maybe Mm -hmm. that's what it was that it felt like it was happening so quickly Um, but then you know I think he was there for about a month Right? Three weeks, maybe, or something? So then, maybe not. Maybe yeah. You, I mean... I mean, he said he was there. He said he was going to be there for 45 days, and then he got called in early. So, you know, somewhere in that month range. I think it, it was probably they talking about it earlier, though. Yeah. But I wanted to say, I do agree that I think Chris and Brittany did as well as they could with what they got. Because I liked both of their characters, and I liked them as a couple. Yeah. It just wasn't wow it was weird to me though that they had him being able to change when has the military ever let you just be like you know what i'm gonna go to the reserves yeah i thought that was interesting too because i was questioning like how is he gonna get to stay because that's clearly what we're heading towards i was like are we gonna do a time jump is he gonna bring the dog with him and they're gonna come back like and then he just transferred after being emergently called back to a rock unrealistic <laughs> like yeah but again an idealistic perfect world yeah. and then the other thing that i had to comment on was the crazy lady the the lady who oh my gosh she was like insane i was wondering how this was going to work out that she stole the contract the the signed off one and then just happened that both of the copies were in there so she didn't there was another one but she played the part of like the ex-boyfriend normally like 
Mm-hmm. Oh, we're back together. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, oh, well, we're going into business together. Yeah. Kind of thing. So it was like a different take on that story, which I did appreciate that it was a little bit different. And she played it well because I did not like her. Way to sell your character. <laughs> yeah, I I agree because I thought it was funny and they had a conversation and she's like, let's talk about us. And he gave her a look like, what? And she's like, not romantically, business, professional. <laughs> I'm like, okay, good. Because I, I had an iffy feeling. <laughs> um, but you know what gets me is one, why did Chris McNally's dead parents have both copies of the land sale to Brittany's grandma for that? Like, why did they have both copies? That didn't make sense to me. And then why did they have it hidden uh, like it was some big secret? Why wasn't it with their files? Underneath this thing that was like literally glued to the desk. Yeah, it was so strange. strange. Like this didn't need to be a secret. And then second of all, it bugs me that that the Rachel lady never kind of got caught stealing that paper. Like what she do, just burn it? throw it away and then no one found out that she took it and we're okay with that oh i thought when she pulled out the check the other paperwork was going to fall out and she was going to see it because she put it into her purse and then pulled the check out of the purse but that did not happen i see yeah i just like if i had been chris i would have been double checking the envelope before I even got in the car to go to the lawyer and take it I would have been like wait a second where is this did I really see this well And then when it's missing, be like, well, who else was around? Oh, this Rachel lady who wants to ruin everything. Well, and (laughs) why did she just walk into his house? You don't own that yet. It's not yours. Yeah, that was strange, too. I didn't understand that. Did it make sense? So what did you rate it? A three. A three. Okay. All right. So then springtime rating... I actually gave it a five. Oh. It felt very spring-like from all the colors. I gave it a four, but I could. Yeah, think. all the flowers. Her, her outfits. Yeah, grandma was gardening. Her the outfits, grandma's outfits. Picnic. Mm-hmm. The uh, pup whatever that thing was called. Pooches for something. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Yeah, it was the most spring-like movie to me. I can see that. And I do love the grandma. She was not nearly as funny as she tends to be. So that was kind mm-hmm. of a disappointment. But that's not her fault. But I still that's like That's the her. script's fault. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And they tried giving her like a love interest. They did. Ed, not Edward. <laughs> <laughs> and then I gave it a love. But again, towards the middle. I gave it a love towards the middle, too. Yeah. Because the puppies send it over the over the top for me. <laughs> oh, the puppies. They were cute. Yeah. So if we are to rank all five of the spring movies now. Huh. Okay. Are you ready for this? Okay. Let me go back okay. and look. You go first. What's your number one? Number one is, I can't even remember, I feel like we ranked last time, and I can't remember what I ranked number one, but I'm going to say Just One Kiss. 
Uh, that was what we put as number one. And yes, I, I agree. Woohoo! Yes. I got it right. Number two is going to be a royal runaway romance. Yes, I agree. Yay! Number three, a tale of love. Yes, I agree. Oh my gosh. Number four, love classified. I don't know. This is where I get into the... <laughs> does Autumn and Tyler win out over a bunch of people that I don't really know? That's where I thought you might get hung up. I can't get over Always Amore just was boring. I'm going with Always Amore just to change it up a little bit. Boo. All right. <laughs> so our last two are flipped. But yep. those don't really matter anyway. <laughs> And then the curious caterer, we did not, we are not really reviewing the movies and mysteries. Well, that ends this episode then. Woohoo. What are we doing next week, Stephanie? Uh, I don't know. What are we doing next week? Is this the power couple? Well, we, we have it as the power couple. Yes. Um, and then I threw out, I text messaged you, but I don't know if that you ever responded to me. I was like, maybe we need to have a conversation about this GAC Hallmarky thing. Because we had talked about it before, but had never committed to it. But now Candace has signed up. It's still non-exclusive, though. Hers is not exclusive. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who seem to be picking sides. I mean, we'll we'll see when we get there. It'll be a surprise (laughs) if we go Power Couples or GAC and Hallmark. Yep. All right. right. Till next time. Bye. Bye. So subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes release. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen and our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.